60% of millennials would spend more than $4 on coffee. 67% of millennials prefer online shopping. And lastly, millennials spend more than $3,000 on eating out. Today, we're going to show you four expenses that you can cut right now. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. Today is another exciting practical episode Dave's going to share four ways or four different areas in your life where you're spending money that you can either cut out or modify slightly and end up saving a lot of money over time. So Dave, go ahead and get started. Hello, friends. Thanks again for joining me on Save Like Dave. And I do have four things real quick that I'm going to share that you can do today. And at the end, I'm going to share how you can do it. But I'm going to first give you the information and just As you know, right now we are challenged, most of us, challenged financially during this crazy time in our lives. And I want you to know that you're not alone. Most of us through the COVID situation has, it's been a challenge financially, but I'm going to give you some ideas, some practical things you can do today to help you along the way. So if you're having a hard time right now, but don't know where to start, here we go. Here's the first one, insurance. Whether it it is homeowners or renter's insurance, life insurance, or auto insurance, my suggestion is to shop around. You may say, oh, Dave, I have a great agent that has been very good to me. I don't want to change. Well, I'm here to say, take a step back and say, do they really have your best interest in mind? Maybe they do, but maybe not. Now, here's what you can do and not feel bad about it. You can easily go online and find out if you can get a better rate by filling out some forms and putting in your exact data of whatever product you have from that agent and compare policies. It's easy to do, and you may actually see a big savings by shopping around. For example, if you have a whole life insurance policy and you need to cut your monthly expenses, look into term life. You can literally save one hundreds of dollars every month with this one hack. Yeah, I think insurance is a good one too because at least I view it kind of like a commodity. You know, when you have auto insurance, whether you're using Geico or Progressive or Allstate, maybe they have small differences, but wouldn't you say they pretty much do the same thing? Absolutely. And again, if you look at, so let's just say, for example, you have an Allstate insurance on your car. And it'll tell you what your uh, comprehension is. All the different policies have the main protections for your car. And so what you can do is just go to, let's say, Progressive or Geico and type in your car, your model, and the exact same coverage that you have with Allstate. And they'll give you a legitimate number. And that'll tell you simply, quickly, if it makes sense to move from, say, Allstate to Geico. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I've done that a few times. And 
I'm always a little bit surprised at kind of some of the differences in savings. And a lot of times these companies, I think, just bank on you not changing so they don't improve your rate over time, where in some cases they even maybe give you a better rate to start with them. Yeah, I think that's true. And, and it may not be true, but it sure seems that way. If you're just getting started out and you have, again, you have all state insurance and you've had it for three years, just take a minute, go online and do what I've just spoken about, entering the exact same data. And I think you're going to be surprised at some of the competitors. They're going to give you a better rate. Okay. That's expense number one, insurance. That's one thing you can look into. What about number two? Yeah. The next one that I highlight today is food. And I'll tell you right now, <laughs> food can be a huge expense, as you all know. And uh, Nate and I were talking recently about how the prices have gone up dramatically during this uh, time we're living in. So if you're eating out or relying on food delivery services, cut back and see how much you can save. As I discussed in my podcast number two, as an example, if you ate out two times a week versus four times, you could save $100 a month. This example is just for one person. So if you're a married person, you just save $200 a month. I mean, that's incredible. That's $2,400 a year if you just go from four times eating out to two times eating out. Yeah, and not only that, right? The two times are probably going to be a lot more worthwhile or more exciting as opposed to the four times where it just feels like, oh, I'm eating out again. Or if you do it two times a week, maybe it feels like a little bit more of an exciting experience that you can look forward to doing. That's a good point, Nate. I didn't really think about that. But yeah, I know there's a lot of people that they eat out three, four, five times a week. And it's just, okay, where are you going to eat tonight? Okay, we go to this place. And uh, it's not special anymore. Very good point. Another way to save with your food costs is to make bulk meals and eat leftovers. I know it's not too exciting. It's not too sexy. But it's an incredibly good way to uh, save money on your food cost. You can use the crock pot as an example to prepare meals ahead of time that will last more than one meal. That's a really good point. And it's actually uh, a way to save time too. So you're not only right. saving money, you're saving time. If you buy a bunch of rice and chicken and you know maybe sweet potatoes or whatever you like, and you just cook it one day a week, you, know, you save yourself the time the rest of the week. Of course, you have to get used to eating some of the same foods. So that's the, uh, you have to have the discipline to do that. All right, Nate, I need your help here. I just realized I said Crock-Pot, and I know that's kind of an older person's thing. What's the name of that new... Instapot? Instapot. Thank you. Right now, the hot product is Instapot. We used to call it Crock-Pots, but it's a better version of that. And so you can uh, use an Instapot to do what Nate and I are talking about, preparing your meals ahead of time, less expense and less work. It's just like a win-win. Another area to save is cutting down on meat or expensive specialty foods. So here's what I'm going to suggest you do as far as food costs. Create a meal list every week and purchase what you need that week. Stay away from what's not on your list. These are small changes, but they can really make a difference in your weekly expenses. Yeah, this one is so good. And I just think it's, it's such a huge part of almost anyone's budget and that's food. And as Dave mentioned, you know, expenses are going up and, and they're not going to be going down anytime soon. So you got to 
take into consideration what you're buying each month and be smart about your your meal list and stick to it. Yeah. And one last thing on food, eating at home is going to be much healthier as a rule than eating out. You know, fried food and so much of the fast food is really not the best food that you want to be taking regularly. Now, if that's not a bother to you, then, you know, do what you want. But I'm just saying most of us want to uh, eat healthy and eating at home is going to help in that regard. Exactly. All right. What about number three? The next one is subscription services. Subscription services are the rage right now. Everybody wants to get in on that. Every business, (laughs) I see them every month. Somebody has a new subscription service. Yeah, it's exhausting, right? It is. I, you know, in the old days, you'd buy a product one time and you're good. And then it wears out or breaks, you buy another one. Well, now it's all subscription services. It's not something that I prefer, but it's reality. So, what I want you to do as one example is, Take a look at your family's viewing habits with your TV. Are the kids still watching Disney Plus? Can you get by without Hulu? If you have Amazon Prime, which also has video included, could you cut out Netflix? Just think of that. Probably for most people, no, but some people could. Sure, it may be tough for a bit, but during difficult times, it may be time to make those difficult decisions, right? Yeah, actually, one thing I'd like to add on this too, because I think this is such a good one. There's actually services that you can set up to negotiate down subscription services or expenses called Ask Trim, or Trim is the name of the service. So if you go to asktrim.com, you can actually set it up and say you don't want to actually take the time to negotiate your cable, your internet bill, or even a medical bill. You can go to that website and you pay them a small fee, less than what you'd come back in savings, and they'll do it for you. So we're not associated with them in any way. We don't get any kickbacks or anything, but that's just a a service that we've heard good things about. So asktrim.com. And if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, this is probably what Dave would do. You can call your, your cable company and say, hey, you know, this is getting expensive. I'm thinking about getting rid of cable. Is there any way you can lower this? And one thing I've noticed, kind of similar to the insurance, cable and internet companies, their best deals are always their first deals. I guess what I'm trying to say by that is as you stick with them for a year or two, they're not necessarily going to give you a better deal. So you almost have to cancel. And and I've actually done this a few times, cancel and resubscribe with a better deal. So just a couple tips you can do there on subscription services, either call, negotiate the price, or Like Dave was saying, if you're subscribed to a a bunch of them, maybe you can cancel one or two because they add up over time. They sure do. They kind of creep into your life. Exactly. Number four. All right. The last one I'm going to talk about today is your mortgage payment. So for those of you who own a home and you're making a monthly payment, which is most of us, maybe this is the right time to refinance. Why do you ask? I say... Well, let me give you a simple example, and I think you will see clearly why you would want to refinance. Let's just say currently you have a 30-year fixed mortgage at 4% on a $300,000 mortgage. Now, obviously, that's not everybody, but just to make it simple, you'll see why I I chose that. So 4% rate actually has been a really good rate. However, get this. So your principal and interest payment would be about $1,432 on that $300,000 mortgage. Now, if you refinanced 
to 3% on that same $300,000, your principal and interest would be $1,265. So nothing's changed other than the interest rate that you got from the bank, and you have just saved $167 per month or $2,000 for a year. So could you do something with an extra $2,000 a year? I bet you could. Yeah, that's an amazing point. Yeah, and just like I was talking about with the other insurance, you can do that kind of stuff online without having to talk to a human being. You know, you just go to some of these competitive companies that sell mortgages and type in your information. Say you want to know how much, what the interest rate would be on a $300,000 mortgage as that example is, and you can see what it is and compare it to what you're currently paying. And I think you'll be absolutely amazed. Yeah. And just kind of to add to this point, if you don't have a mortgage payment, you can always look to rent elsewhere, depending on when your lease runs up. That's right. To get a better deal. Or maybe you can ask your landlord and say, can you give me a better deal? Because I'm looking to go elsewhere. Yeah. Sometimes they'll do that. You know, if you've been a good renter, I've had renters. I've had rentals for years and years. And I'll tell you, I love good renters. They pay their bill every month and I'd be happy to listen to a, a situation like that. And I'd be willing to keep the rent the same or maybe even take it down if that's what's needed. So those things do happen, but you got to ask. Yep, that's it. Those are the four points. We have the insurance, food, subscription services, and lastly, your mortgage payment. Dave, what are three points that we want to focus on today? All right. First one is by just taking a little time one night on your computer, you can save hundreds of dollars per month on many of your fixed costs. The above examples are what I call low-hanging fruit. Take a look at each one and see where you can save. Little changes have a dramatic effect on your bottom line. You know, as I mentioned in that prior example, eating out, it's incredible changing that one thing, changing your eating out habit from four times a week to two times a week for two people can save you a couple thousand dollars in a year. That's unbelievable. And you're going to eat better and I dare say feel better about your physical life as well as your financial life. All right. The last thing I'm going to say today before we finish is what can you do to take action today? You know, I gave you some examples right there, but sometimes it's hard to change behavior and you're having trouble starting. Well, right now, write down in a piece of paper or put a reminder on your phone and say, tonight, when I get home from work, I will take two hours and shop around for insurance. So what that means is you need to think differently about money. Turn off the TV and dedicate this one night this week to lower your monthly expenses. Yes, that's such a good point. And it really only takes an hour or two. And you know, you can either print out your credit card bill or you can use a free subscription service, a free app like mint.com, which Dave has mentioned before, which tracks your expenses and will automatically fill in all your expenses from all your cards or bank accounts. And you can directly see, well, I've spent $1,000 on eating out this week, or I spent $100 in subscription services, right? So take a moment, look at those and make a plan to cut out at least a few areas and you'll be amazed with what you can do with all that extra money coming in. So that wraps up today's episode. We hope you have been able to think practically in your own life. Ultimately, we're doing this podcast for you. So we're hoping that maybe this stirred up something in your brain to take into 
effect for this upcoming month. So next episode, we have another fun topic. And in episode 14, we're going to share seven things that comfortable retirees have in common. How many of these seven do you think you're currently doing? Well, we're going to share these seven things that comfortable retirees have in common. And let's see how many of these seven you're doing. So Dave, go ahead and end with today's scripture verse. All right. Thanks, Nate. Today, I'm going to leave you with Isaiah 55. That's in the Old Testament. And it says, Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. <laughs>